Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Hey, it's Patrick here from Kintsugi Hope. Um, it's brilliant to be with you. A lot of people say to me, what on earth does the word Kintsugi mean? Well, Kintsugi is a Japanese word. It means golden joinery. I guess if we get a bowl and we break it, we tend to mend it with super glue. And the whole idea of super glue is you hide the cracks, right? You pretend it's not broken. What they do in Japan is they put a gold powder in the glue. So instead of hiding the cracks, they make a feature of the cracks. Arguably, the object becomes more beautiful than it was before. It certainly becomes more unique. Me and my wife, Diane, um, two years ago, we started a charity and uh, we wanted to do something which tackled issues of mental health and isolation. And uh, the way we did it is we did like a 12 step program, a bit like Alcoholics Anonymous, looking at well-being. And, uh, and the whole idea is to look at issues around anger and self-acceptance and anxiety. And it was amazing. It just went all over the country. But of course, with the coronavirus, um, it's been tough. Um, so what we've done is we've moved all our training onto Zoom. Um, the well-being groups are, are, are all on Zoom. And I thought, you know, is this really going to work? But actually, it has been incredible. And it's been a way that church can still reach out to its community. The topics are so relevant. So if you know churches that want to be trained, please get in contact with us. Um, they can now do it online for the time being. The other thing we do is we give away um, some resources and uh, we're trying to do this at cost price because we don't want to make money out of anyone's tragedy. And I've done two books, um, Honesty Over Silence and uh, When Faith Gets Shaken, uh, Where Is God When Suffering Happens? And this one is very much around emotional and mental health challenges. But today I really want to talk to you about resilience and because uh, I think it's going to be really key for us in the coming days. And uh, interesting that Alan Scott says this, the future doesn't belong to the brilliant, but to the resilient, not to those who avoid scars or pain, but to the wounded healers who give again. The verse I want to look at is probably the most misquoted verse in the whole of the Bible. It's Jeremiah 29 verse 11. You'll, you'll know what it is. For I have plans, for I, have, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And you know, it's encouraging, isn't it? I think God's got good plans for us and that he wants good things for us. Um, but what we do is we take this verse, like we often do, um, out of any sort of context and uh, and then we just apply it to our lives. The context of this passage is incredible. The book of Jeremiah was written in the context of the Babylonian army that invaded and destroyed Jerusalem. And the people of God had been taken into exile by King Nebuchadnezzar. They had travelled several hundred miles of desert to live in a place where Yahweh wasn't known. There was no temple of God, no Levitical sacrifices, no festivals, no celebrations. They had to live by a different set of values. Put simply, they felt like aliens in a foreign land. In fact, the book of Lamentations describes the crushing sadness the people felt abandoned, uh, rootless, vulnerable, orphaned. I don't know at the moment who can feel a little bit like that. At the moment, for me, um, I've got a sister who's an NHS nurse, uh, ITU nurse, and my mum's a hospice nurse, and my daughter's um, working in a care home. And it can feel a little bit vulnerable. I feel a bit like, ah, all my coping mechanisms for anxiety and other issues that I've struggled with seem to have been taken away. Life isn't always going to plan. 
But here we have in Jeremiah 28, uh, a prophet, um, Hananiah, um, prophesies that, you know what, it's going to be okay because we're going to be out of this. We're going to be out of this exile in two years. And uh, the the temple treasures um, that Nebuchadnezzar stolen, everything will be restored. And and this was the prophecy that really the people were longing for. And Jeremiah would have been happy to see it fulfilled. But the problem was it wasn't a word from God. And it was against this backdrop that Jeremiah wrote a letter to Jerusalem from the elders, the priests, the prophets, and all the people who had been exiled. And you see in Jeremiah, actually, um, verse 10, it says that this exile is going to last 70 years, not two years. But it's not to be wasted. That what the people need to do is plant gardens, settle down, eat the food, marry, have children there. These were not easy words for the people in exile to realise. Um, the verses say this. This is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all I've carried out of ex- into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat what they produce, marry and have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons and daughters, give daughters in marriage so they may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Seek the prosperity, the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. The first key here, which I think is so appropriate to us, is the people in exile had to accept that they were in a difficult position and they were going to be there for quite a long time. I've come to the conclusion that acceptance and resignation are two very different things. You cannot deal with what you first don't acknowledge. And to acknowledge something takes courage and vulnerability and humility. Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who um, challenged systems of injustice and poverty around the world, says this. We're meant to live in joy. This does not mean that life will be easy or painless. It means that we must turn our faces to the wind and accept that this is a storm we must pass through. We cannot succeed by denying what exists. The acceptance of reality is the only place from which change can begin. Acceptance is the first place of healing. We have to stop looking for the quick fix and commit ourselves to the long process. I remember when I was struggling with my mental health, I didn't want to accept it. I was embarrassed, I felt ashamed. And because I was a Christian, I was like, I should be okay. I ought to be able to cope. What's wrong with me? I've got a family to look after. I must pull myself together. I ought to be stronger. I should, I must, I ought. And I realised that I needed to accept that this is a struggle. And, you know, in today, of all the stuff that's going on with the coronavirus, we've got to accept that for many people, this is going to be difficult. And when we come out of this, I don't think we're going to be running into each other's arms. I think people are going to be scared. Um, In China, the restaurants are empty. Um, People are going to need to lament. It's going to be characteristics um, will be memorial services. You know, funerals are so tiny. We're going to need to remember people properly. I believe, you know, and I don't want to be a prophet of doom, but there will be a tsunami of mental health issues coming. And that's why we're challenging the church. Get trained. Get ready. We're going to need to be there. And we're going to need to understand emotional mental health like we've never understood it before. And uh, that's why we're trying to challenge people to get involved in Kintsugi Hope and other amazing charities as well. We need to accept the fact it's okay not to be okay. We need to accept the fact it's okay to have limitations. Actually, limitations aren't always bad. Um, Accept that life will never be perfect. We don't have to be all things to all people. We can have questions. Struggling doesn't mean you failed. It means you're a human being. You don't have to agree with everyone. Anxiety isn't weakness. And you are loved no matter what. 
Um, Liz Carter has written a brilliant book on contentment, says this. Jeremiah didn't give false hope by promising that the future would be theirs for the taking right now in their lives. Instead, he advised them to comply with and participate in the situation. God was extending hope to those in this horrendous situation, but making a promise that life wouldn't be suddenly free of difficulty. He wasn't making that promise. Resilience is thriving in the midst of adversity. You rarely hear it preached about. Resilience is about how do we keep going. Martin Silman found there were three P's that stunt our recovery uh, when we're struggling with resilience. Number one is personalization, the belief that we're always at fault. And I guess I've always done that. I blame myself for everything. You know, I overwork. If my child's doing bad at school, it's my fault. If there's a problem at work, it's my fault. We put ourselves under a huge amounts of pressure, particularly now. I think we have to lower our standards and uh, and actually cut ourselves some slack. It's really, really hard. Blaming yourself will delay recovery. Pervasiveness. There was the second P. The belief that an event will affect every area of our life. Now, to be honest, this is affecting pretty much every area of our life, but not every area of our life. Um, we've still got friends. We've still got people that we can FaceTime and contact. Um, though some of our families are unwell, there's still family around, wider family. It's not every single area of our life, though it can feel like that sometimes. And then the other area, uh, third P, is permanent. We tell ourselves things will never get better. I've stopped using the words never and always because they're absolute statements. You know, and we say absolute statements about ourselves. You know, my daughter um, uh, has really got into hearing me talk quite a lot. And uh, uh, the other day she was um, uh, making a complete mess in the kitchen. And, you know, it's chaos. And I was like, Abigail, you're such a mess. And she's like, Daddy, I'm not a mess. I happen to be making a mess. There's a big difference. And she's right. And, you know, the fact is we've got to go from a fixed mindset with rigid belief systems to a growth mindset. It was going to be 70 years, but it wasn't going to be wasted. And actually, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, the famous verse, is even more incredible. Because he is saying through the prophet Jeremiah, you will know what, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of feeling scared, in the midst of feeling orphaned, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give a future and a hope. And then in Lamentations, there's this beautiful verse, Lamentations 3, 22 to 24. It says this, because of the great love, the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, I say to the Lord. The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. You will not be consumed. Resilience is a bit like a muscle. Um, Resilience, actually, muscles build... Um, when you rest them, they break a little bit. That's how a muscle builds. You know that it breaks a little bit. You rest, and in that resting process, the muscle starts to build. And you know the fact is, we will get through this. Hope is saying nothing lasts forever. Everything passes. Some of you may have heard me on tour. You know that I've got a dog called Hope, and uh, my wife bought it for me when I was going through a really tough time. You can imagine my poor neighbours. And the first six months when I was trying to train this thing, they'd hear me shout out at the top of my voice, no hope. Or um, once they heard me shout out, Diane, hopes, I've lost hope. I don't know where hope is. And, you know, sometimes things can feel hopeless. But, you know, hope is this. 
It's saying everything passes, nothing lasts forever. We can learn so much from the people who are in exile and God's heart and God's passion for them. So whatever you're facing, whatever situation you're in, I pray that you just keep hold of that hope that you are loved, you are enough, you are special. May God bless you. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk Thank you for listening.